Our spring season of the IU Panthers podcast continues as this week we visit with former Eastern Illinois women's basketball player Mariah King. We talked to King about her career playing for the Panthers, touch on her playing career professionally overseas, and discuss the Panthers' success this season as she is in her first season as an assistant coach on the team. The IU women are set to play as the number two seed in this week's upcoming Ohio Valley Conference basketball tournament in Evansville. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of EIU Panther Athletics. Want to learn more about the power of broadband for your home or business? Then visit consolidated.com today. I'm your host, Rich Moser. We hope you enjoy this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast, number 91 in our series, as we talk EIU women's basketball, past and present, with Mariah King. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers Podcast. We're joined today by former EIU women's basketball player and current assistant coach, Mariah King. So thanks for joining us, Mariah. No problem. So I guess first of all, because I almost said it, you've got a Mariah on your team now, and then Mariah, very similar. <laughs> you ever get called either of those or kind of just people don't think about it sometimes? Um, I mean, a lot of the times I hear the till end of the name, so it's like Ryan, okay. and every <laughs> yeah. time I'm turning around and they're not talking to me, but I always get like caught up in them saying Lariah instead of Mariah, but now we've made an adjustment to call me Mo, but we okay. also have a Morgan that we call Mo, okay. so <laughs> we're playing around with names still. And they call her Larry for some reason, oh, which, yeah. so I've heard uh, that occasionally. I don't know that she likes it or not, but she hasn't said anything negative about it from that standpoint yeah so um yeah i call larry i don't call okay. lariah simply because <laughs> i'm just like it sounds like i'm calling my own name yeah so yeah um we all call her larry she's adapted to it i think she just accepts accepts it so now for you i'll talk a little bit about her because she's kind of a, a star player on your team you build a lot of things around that it harkens back to when you played, and we're going to talk a little bit later about your playing days, but you guys kind of had a star player as well into Kenya Nixon. But I think very similar between the two of them, and you, you can attest to this, they don't have that that star aura that, hey, look, it's all about me. They want the team to be super successful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think both of them, actually, that's a good point. Um, yeah, both of them are very humble and just allow their team to follow their leads, and I think that's a uh, key to our success, actually, uh, being able to um, allow you, each player to have a day. Like, Larry doesn't, sorry, no, Lariah, fine, doesn't, <laughs> Lariah doesn't have to have, like, an amazing game all the time if other, team, if other players step up, and she's okay with that. Um, we know she's a valuable uh, asset to the team, but uh, her humbleness, you know, allows the, the team, you know, to come together and step up when she's n- not able to. Uh, and games now for you so we'll, we'll go back to to your time here as a player very successful era in EIU women's basketball all four years you were here you guys made the postseason all four years right now on track to to possibly do that again you go back to that time is there something about what clicked for that group that allowed you to maybe have that success um yeah I'd say we bought into the system uh, we really trusted our coaching staff, and I feel like that's important because, like, when you trust each other, you're just willing to go through a brick wall for them, like, no matter what. So, uh, in relation to this to this group, I think they trust us, and they're willing to work hard to you know get to where they want and reach our goals. And I think that's the common den- denominator between both both teams. Now, for you, as you talked about a a system, you guys kind of bought into it. 
the Brady Salee was your head coach at the time, and we'll we'll let you not not say bad <laughs> things about Brady because I, I know Brady. I love but, Brady. Yeah, Brady, Brady. Brady's great um, from that standpoint. But he did a good job of kind of, and I think Matt has done the exact same thing as trying to build a system, and then you put players into that. You weren't you and your group weren't the first players in the mold of what you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. You were. In fact, you were probably the third or fourth post player in that rotation oh, yeah. in that era that kind of helped build that foundation. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, Matt had been here for six years trying to build that, and I think year by year he has gotten better. Um, he, this group is, is special because, like like I said, they're willing to go through a brick wall for the coach, the coaches, and I feel like that kind of relationship is what you want when it comes to, like, uh, players and a staff relationship. Um, yeah, willing to just do whatever, you know. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, when you guys came in as your group, so we'll go back to to your group as you guys came in. You made the, the OBC championship game your, your first year as a freshman, and I'm sure you're like, yeah. oh, this is what we're going to do every year. Yeah. Eastern had made, it, maybe, had made it the year before, actually went through a run of, you know, three straight appearances in, in the mm-hmm. championship game. But you guys as freshmen, did you realize – what a monumental goal that was to kind of get to that, or is that just kind of what you assume, this is the norm, this is what we do here? Um, actually, <laughs> no, I had no expectations. You know, I didn't know that this is what uh, Eastern was about. But that year, um, playing behind those great players, Rachel Gallag and Maggie Cloak, um, they uh, set the tone really early, so I understood, like, this is business. Yeah. And moving forward, uh, I'm going to have to fill some big shoes. So my freshman year, uh, yeah, I, I understood clear and early if I didn't before. <laughs> but they made it a, uh, they made it where I, I needed to understand, like, you have to be on point, And uh, it's your time the following year, and uh, you got some big shoes to fill. And I... Uh, I think I did a very good job of yeah. filling those shoes. Yes, yeah, she did. As a matter of fact, made all-conference all several times, a couple mm-hmm. times first-team all-conference in mm-hmm. the top ten for career scoring and for career rebounding from that standpoint. So mm-hmm. a, a very good career. But for you as a, a post player, and a little bit different, I think, for guards and for post players, and, and the men's and the women's game, it's not you know separate for either of those. Do you think it was beneficial for you as a young post player to have to play behind some of those more experienced girls and maybe have them beat you up every day to kind mm-hmm. of kind of learn your trade. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, coming from a program where I didn't, like, I wasn't the star, so, like, I don't know how I would have felt just being put out there yeah. in the deep end. So uh, having them was definitely uh, a, a help with my success, you know, getting beat up uh, every day <laughs> in practice. Uh, I needed that. That's how I became tough. Uh I wasn't the biggest post player, but because I had hard and was able to like practice against tough players every day in practice, it prepared me for uh, for the following year when I had to start and actually play a, play thirty plus minutes against uh, bigger and stronger post players. Now we talk a little bit about your game. You were a post player. I know you played a little bit away from the basket. You also played down near the basket mm-hmm. as a post player in, in that era. And I know your game changed as you went to the to the pros, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Was there a preference that you had? Did you like being down there and and getting those high percentage shots, or are you like uh, everybody else that hey, I want to be out near the three point line. Um, yes, I I didn't mind uh, being in the post. Uh, I feel like I mastered it pretty well, and I did. I I was good at it, so <laughs> why go away from what's what you're good at? Um, but yeah, but like you said, like as I as my career went on, I I stretched out a little bit, but I I still do 
right now I still enjoy the post. Like, okay. The post <laughs> is like my favorite and my comfort every area. And that's an area that I guess that, that you kind of specialize in on this staff. That's something that they necessarily haven't had in, in some of the the, the past staffs. I'm sure that Matt was was happy mm -hmm. to have an experienced <laughs> post player. Yeah. And, and you've got some good players to work with and some veteran players, Macy McGlone and, mm -hmm. and Hannah Purcell. What is it about them that has made them successful here at Eastern? Um, they listen, okay. <laughs> you know. It's not like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. Like, they actually have a coach that's experienced and has actually played their position, so they're willing to listen, you know. Me being a, a, a retired athlete, yeah. uh, it helps. It helps a lot. Like, the, the students, I mean, the kids, they, they buy in. So they listen yeah. and apply, actually apply what we work on to the game. So. Okay. And then for you, as we talk about, we'll kind of bounce back and forth here a little bit through things. So you guys had success, as we talked about during your time, made the postseason all four years, unfortunately not able to get to the NCAA tournament, tournament which is the ultimate goal, mm -hmm. possibly a, a, an opportunity this year. Mm -hmm. Out of those postseason opportunities, each one was different, I know. Mm -hmm. Was maybe one more memorable, and I think there probably is one, but one more memorable than the others that – it was satisfying maybe to get there. And I don't know, is it, was it the first one when you're a freshman and like, oh, that we get to go be in a postseason, we haven't been in one, or is it the one where you get your first win, those types of things? Um, I say, I'd say my, my first one, um, simply because, like I said, I, I came here with no expectations. Yep. I didn't know <laughs> that uh, our, not like we didn't work hard to get to where we wanted, but yeah. I didn't have those expectations of like, Oh, we could we could win the conference. We can win the conference uh, tournament. Uh, so yeah, when we first did that, it was my mindset went to, hey, we can win every yeah. every year. You know what I mean? So I would say my my first one, winning our first one was the most like monumental one because uh, it just gave me that drive to want to get better and you know go as far as we could possibly go. Now for you, you guys were. Very good in that area. Won one or two OBC regular season championships. Played in the OBC tournament every year as a as a higher seed mm -hmm. in the format that's similar to what you guys are kind of going to play in, in this year. It's it's reverted yeah. a couple times since you've left and now gone back to this format. It's kind of crazy. And I and I know the girls have been in this before. They've never really necessarily been in this situation that you have as a player. Is there something as a that you can maybe words of wisdom to kind of tell them like to take some of that stress off and realize yeah. that, yeah, you are the higher seed, but you need to not approach it with that pressure on your mm -hmm. shoulders? Uh, that's funny. We actually had this conversation a couple of days ago, and I uh, mentioned to them, like, pressure. Like, you have to learn how to play with pressure. Like, yeah. And mm -hmm. it's, pressure, it's, it's something you just can't run away, run away from. And I told them probably one of the things that I, I would take from when we were in, this, in your shoes is that um, we're not perfect. Like, understand that every play matters and every one matters. Uh, don't dwell on one shot. We're more than one shot, you know. Don't don't dwell on, you know, one, one a couple bad uh, minutes in a row. Yeah. Like, it's a full game, 40-minute game, a game full of runs. So trust yourself, trust each other, and just stay together throughout the process. Now, the downside for the way the tournament is set up is you don't know who your opponent is. You have an idea. You think it's going to be the higher seed, which in this case would be Tennessee Tech, but mm -hmm. I can't even 
they don't even know who they're playing yet <laughs> when you're trying to prep. Mm-hmm. Is You just played Tennessee Tech this past weekend. I know on senior day it didn't go the way your team wanted. Is there, in your career, having done this, is there an advantage, a disadvantage to having just played a team that quickly in a turnaround in the tournament or to where it's fresh when you guys are talking um, to the girls? Or is it? I think there is an advantage uh, because – they won't put in much new things. You, okay, know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have really much time to prep yeah. uh, for new things, so you kind of want to stick with, with what you know. And um, also, uh, going one and one with them was probably was probably a good thing because it's hard to beat a team three times. Yep. So now mm-hmm. we can go in there with a chip on our shoulder. Like now, it's about the battle of the best. Like okay. who's really mm-hmm. gonna go out there and get the loose balls, the fifty-fifty yep. balls? You know, uh, leave it all out on the floor. So when we are left to like play with hard I think those are uh, the best games now a couple weeks ago or I guess it's been longer than that it feels like just a couple weeks ago but you guys had some of the young ladies that, that you played with you guys did a oh. women's basketball alumni day some of those some of your teammates mm-hmm. came back I know partly to celebrate here but partly also to see you <laughs> since you're back here in Charleston they probably haven't seen you in a while yeah I joked with a couple of them when we were in the locker room about coach Ballant and it's funny how things come full circle mm-hmm. Most of them, their last game would have been against Illinois, the game we lost in NIT, mm-hmm. with Coach Ballant coaching Illinois at the <laughs> at, at the time. And some of them hadn't maybe put two and two together until until yeah. then. For you, you much earlier put that together. What was that like? Have you guys kind of talked ever talked about that, or is that game so far in the past between uh, you and Coach Ballant? Oh no, we still <laughs> talked about it. Uh, I let him know that I gave his team buckets every time, although we didn't pull out the win, but uh, I think my performance was memorable, so Coach has to remember. <laughs> no, but we joke around about it here and there, about like, he always throws out like, you only beat them, but Mariah gave us yeah. uh, 24 and 12, and I was just like, yeah, remember that. <laughs> so yeah, we, we get to joke about that a lot. Okay. And then the, but the game before that, so we'll back up a little bit because there were good memories that year mm-hmm. too. You know, you guys won the regular season, didn't didn't get the big prize like you wanted to go into the NCAA, mm-hmm. but we're able to kind of put that behind you and get that first postseason win. You beat Missouri mm-hmm. um, in the women's NIT, which for the first win, what was what was that like, and how did you guys maybe regroup to focus on that game when you hadn't? You know, there was so much that you could have just dialed in and gone to spring break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so kind of like how I said before about, like, knowing that we could be, like, a really good team uh, and trying to reach our highest goal. And although we fell short that year, I just feel like we just felt like we have to, like, yeah. push forward and prove, like, we can do this. Like, yeah. we should have done it. Whatever happened, happened. But here's another opportunity, and don't don't take it for granted. And I feel like... That's what we did. We went out there, left it all on the floor. We had nothing to lose, and we ended up winning our first NIT <laughs> game, I think, um, yes, yes. of the history. First ever postseason game. Postseason yes. game. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that was an amazing feeling, actually, to, to, to like, be able to leave it all out on the floor and no pressure, you know, yep. just playing for each other. Yep. That's probably good memories that you guys can talk about when you and your, your girlfriends get together, mm-hmm. former players down the road. I know you guys have all been in each other's weddings and those oh, yeah. types of things, <laughs> aunts and uncles, godparents, those uh-huh. types of things forever and ever. So those are always good memories from that standpoint. You talked about the 24-12 and 12 you had against Illinois. That helped springboard you to an opportunity to play professionally. That's not something that happens a lot. There are a few young ladies from your era that, that have done that. Mm-hmm. 
did you is that something you kind of always knew or did that opportunity kind of unfold based on that late season performance um actually when I was in high school our coach used to have us uh have the players like talk about our future so kind of okay. like a vision board type okay. thing but they weren't vision boards we just will have a piece of construction paper <laughs> and she's like write or take yeah. uh, clips from a magazine or draw what you feel like you would be in the future um so I literally put there uh college a body of water a basketball over the body okay. of water <laughs> saying that like I want to play basketball overseas okay allegedly so I knew I knew okay. in uh, high school that I wanted to play overseas and then um, after my last game, one of Coach Belant's coaching staff actually reached out to me and said, hey, I got an agent for you, like, if you're interested okay. in playing overseas. So that's how that all started. See, that game worked out for yeah. <laughs> So you get those opportunities, I guess, and that, that's an entirely different lifestyle, I guess, for those that don't know. I've never seen one of them. Mm-hmm. What What is the experience like to play professionally overseas? Is it like playing at a YMCA? Is it AU? Oh. Or is it oh. more, more oh, what no. people see the WNBA? I mean, and there's probably the variety of all of them, depending on town to town. Yeah, um, I would say it's very different. Uh, <laughs> but I would encourage uh, to go, like, if... Yep. If that's what you wanted to do, uh, I enjoyed every single year I played overseas. Uh, it's a different experience. Each each country has its own um, culture, style of play, mm-hmm. and that's what I pretty much en- enjoy the most. And it's not it's not like a YMCA. It's not like yeah. <laughs> you know AU or college ball. Um, it's it's really professional. So they they treat you like. You know, it's, it's professional basketball. Yep. And, I, and I know that's been a, in existence for a lot longer, maybe than even the WNBA. I know that there are a lot of players that go overseas and make opportunity to make more money over there. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the Brittany Griner was one of those and got yeah. in, a, you know, her bad situation. Luckily, that, that's been resolved yeah. and she's back here. But, but those types of situations exist to where the opportunity is there to make some money financially and, and put a little bit away. Yeah, for sure. Um mm-hmm. I can say that I was able to make a, a few a few dollars yeah. <laughs> over there. Uh, although I was able to save, my situation was a little bit different. Um, I was able to save because I was still with my mom when I came back. Okay. Um, I, I didn't find it very uh, valuable to buy something or get an apartment at home if I was only going to be there for three or two months yeah. at a time and then leaving the, the country for nine yeah. months at a time. So my mom allowed me to save money that way going back and forth um, overseas. So, yeah, it was an advantage. It was an advantage for sure for me to go um, overseas and play. Also, my opportunities were over there and not yeah. at home, unfortunately. So, Now, for you, is there a place that you enjoyed? I'm, I'm assuming you got the opportunity to be a, a tourist a little bit too, mm-hmm. and, and it's not basketball 24-7. Maybe yeah. it is, but I, I doubt that. But <laughs> yeah. Is there a place that you kind of like enjoyed that this was my my favorite whether it was a place you guys went and visited and played against or maybe mm-hmm. even one of the teams you were stationed with um i would say uh prague in czech okay. republic that was probably one of my favorite places to go because it remind it reminded me so much of america in a way uh in a way of it being like diverse and it was just everybody spoke english it was easy to get around like i could travel with ease i didn't have to use my google translation everywhere (laughs) i went so that's always relaxing like when you can like find a sense of home in another country and i felt like that was the place that i felt most like home home like 
and then career just recently ended you get and came back here to to get into the coaching what was it that made you kind of decide that i'm i'm done and i'm ready to kind of kind of wrap that up i mean you you, or or there are opportunities maybe for you to even go back and still play a little bit this mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Um, funny uh, story. <laughs> um, this past this past summer, I was actually having lunch with a friend, a former EIU student, um, and we were talking about career paths. Like, what do you plan on doing later after you're retiring and that sorts of sort sorts of stuff. So I was just like. I want to coach, and they were like, "Have you ever thought about coaching at Eastern?" This was way before I knew. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "No one ever called me from Eastern. I, I don't know." Like, but I was still going straddling the fence because I was like, "I'm going to give myself ten years okay. to play overseas, and then yeah. I'll, you know, really put my put my effort into like filling out applications and trying to find yeah. a coaching job." Literally a week later, Coach Blunt called me and said. There's a job opening at Eastern Illinois. <laughs> I was so like, I was so shocked. I didn't know what to say to him. I wanted it, and then I was like, no, I'm scared because I don't yeah. know if I want it. You know, I want to go back overseas, yeah. but I want to coach too. Um, and he was like, what do you think? Like, I know you're still playing. Uh, you know, just give it some some thought. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like nervous. But um, uh, after a couple of days, I I sat there and I was just like, I, I feel like. I did my my justice. Like I I did eight eight years, okay. nine years yep. what was enough. Um, I feel like it was my alma mater too. I didn't want to pass that up. Okay. Uh, there's no place like home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I I made a decision on the spot actually. Okay. Uh, although I was planning to do it, do something. It just ha- it just happened to happen that way. And I believe in destiny. And I think. This was meant to happen okay. the way it happened. Very good. Yeah. This was going to put you a little bit on the spot because I don't know how to how to how to you know answer this question because I'm not even 100 percent sure how how to phrase it. So you're into coaching now. What what is it about coaching now that you've been in it for a year mm-hmm. that maybe you didn't know about coaching that uh, you, that you've learned during this year that oh. you never thought that like oh that's part of the deal you know yeah yeah. <laughs> um, the amount of detail, the amount of detail coaches have to, you know, pay attention to you and do behind the door, behind closed doors. Like, I I just found more appreciation for coaches now okay. that I'm in their <laughs> shoes. You know what I mean? Yep. Because like as a player, you just like, oh, why do we have to touch the line or why do we have to do that this this way or yep. that way? And like everything matters. Yep. Like. The smallest details matters, either whether that's at the beginning of the season or mm-hmm. at the end of this uh, this season. Um, yeah, I just feel like the biggest difference is paying attention to detail. And then for you guys, you have a really a, a relatively young staff. The, the the group that's on there, a couple former players, mm-hmm. a couple new new staffs. You guys seem to have a good cohesive bond. Is, is there something you guys? have kind of clicked on maybe away from the floor that you have in common that then makes it you know fun to want to come to work every day I just think we all relate and we all are really familiar with the game and it's nice to have a crew that can relate to each other from different backgrounds and just I don't know they're great this is a this is this is a good group to work with and uh, I'm so happy that I made the decision that I made because I I really was like 50-50 or I'll go back but I'm so happy that I came here and got to meet a great group of people. 
So yeah, it's not it's not common that you come to a new place and meet different with different um, faces and get along as well as we do. So I value that so much. Now for you looking at this past year, just kind of real quick in, in retrospect for you, you guys are getting ready to go to the OBC tournament. Was there a game that for you that stood out this year as that was a memorable one for me as my first year as a coach? I know there's always one as a player, and we've kind of touched a little bit on those, but is there one as a, as a coach? It's not that you have that little bit different perspective. And coach, I would say our USI game, that game that went to overtime. Okay. Uh, I just felt like that's what I understood like we have some really tough girls like that won't give up like you know our our potential is like just shot up yeah. after that like we can fight through adversity um we can come back from being down with poise and maturity so yeah that that was a very memorable game as a coach like my our players <laughs> i was gonna say my players yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our players came yeah. back like like they were, they were dogs, and I, I don't know. Like they came back and wanted that win. Like I knew what it, I knew what uh, our potential could be. Well, very good. Well, you guys will head off to the OVC tournament. Best of luck there, Mariah. And thank you. Thanks. Welcome back once again, to Eastern. And thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you, Rich. <laughs>